Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grand Heffa, and get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, Today is, what, Thursday the 29th, I believe it is, or the 30th, maybe. I think it's the 30th. Uh, Yeah, Thursday the 30th, August 30th, uh, 2018. I know y'all haven't heard my voice in a while. These This offseason, man, has really been a... It's really been a... Um, it's really been a drag, man, uh, especially after NBA... Um, all season, uh, the free agents, you know, the news was really dead. And I don't really like coming on here uh, and giving you guys a lame show or just something just to give you guys. So uh, that's why it's been off. But now college football is officially back tonight. The NFL uh, is going to start next week. Uh, listen, man, we're going to have a show Monday through Friday I'm going to start incorporating some Saturdays in here. Like this Saturday, I have a special guest that's coming on with me Uh, on Saturday. I also have a special guest coming on with me tomorrow. So please stay tuned for that. So special guests on Friday and Saturday, back to back days, man. Look, look, look what I do when football season come around. So, uh, you know, I am working. I'm not just sitting around. I'm actually putting stuff in motion. So, uh, so you guys can have a pretty good show. Um, and not have to listen to me all the time. You know, uh, I like to engage in a couple of debates about sports. Uh, college football, especially. I'm a college football maniac. Uh, my Seminoles play on Monday, Monday night uh, in Tallahassee. I wish I was home for this game because I know it's going to be so live at Dope Campbell Stadium. Man, listen, it's going to be crazy. But uh, um, also, we wasn't on this week on uh, RTF only on Tuesday. We won't be on on uh sunday either uh you know uh mikey he has some things to, to, to take care of but we will be back on that show uh next tuesday for sure 9 45 uh a.m eastern standard time 7 45 a.m uh mountain standard time on youtube uh make sure you like comment subscribe and share that uh the podcast um on itunes will be re regenerated uh probably come tomorrow or Thursday, I mean, tomorrow or Saturday, I'll let you guys know. So you guys can probably have to re-download that on, on iTunes. Um, but it's going to be the same podcast. All all the episodes are still going to be there. So you're not going to lose anything. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, it's just regenerating because I had to do some stuff. Um, 
Also, the podcast is still on Spotify, Google, Google Play, Radio Public, Beaker, Stitcher, all those places where you can get your podcast at. So, man, without further ado, let's go ahead and kick off this show. Uh, UCF uh, starts off the season uh, tonight with um, with um, UConn. U, uh, UCF is ranked uh, 21st in the nation. They are a 23 and a half point uh, favorite in this game. Uh, to me, before we get started, in that uh, I think USC wins big. I don't think UConn is any match for them, which is the one thing that hurts that hurt uh, UCF last year. Although they beat Auburn in the Peach Bowl down there in Georgia, uh, when you're only playing one or two, maybe two, but you know one good team on your schedule, the committee is not gonna going to honor that. Uh, the the NCAA came out last week and said that they UCF are also national champions, which that means nothing to anybody, any any real competitor of the sport. Uh, you know you have to win two games to uh, be a national championship, not just one. You also have to be in the college football playoff to win a championship, to win the national championship, which they wasn't, regardless of what we felt about it or not. They were undefeated. So this year they start inside the top 25. So now let's see how you really – how. When, when when the pressure is on you, let's see how how you react all season. Uh, UCF don't don't particularly have a a tough schedule, which could probably hurt them again this year. Uh, which was the same thing that hurt them last year. When the committee looking at your body of work, you know you're not producing enough top level teams to be garnered as to say, oh yeah, I think this team will be good for the college football playoff. Because you guys also you guys also have to realize. Um, you guys have to also realize that college football, this playoff committee, they're all about ratings. They're all about money. Who can generate the most money, which is the reason why, you know, we're going to talk about them later, which is the reason why Alabama is always in the national championship game or or not in that championship game. They're always in the playoffs. Uh, They've been in there, you know, four years now. Every year that since they brought in the, the 14 playoff, Alabama has been in there, whether they deserved it or whether they didn't deserve it. Last year, they lost against Auburn in their last game of the season, and it wasn't a close loss. The score seemed close, but see, those are to the people that that don't really watch, that don't watch, um, that don't watch the games. You're gonna look at the score and you think, "Oh man, that was a that was a pretty close score." So the game wasn't wasn't uh it, the the game was close. If you looked at that game, Auburn was in control of that game literally the whole entire game. Alabama was never really in control of that game. Not to mention they didn't even get to play in the national the conference championship game, but the committee put them in. So in order for UCF to be considered for the college playoffs, they literally need to run the table on their schedule. They also need to be beating guys by at least 30 to 40 points a game in order for the committee to recognize them as being for real. Not to mention Scott Frost, uh, their coach from last year, He's in Nebraska now. He took his staff. They went to Nebraska. So now you're going to have a whole new coaching staff there. So uh, would that adjustment period come around where where they struggle? Because I don't think they can afford to struggle. Just like my Seminoles, and we're going to talk about them later on, uh, Florida State was, was beating everybody by 20, 30 points back in 2013. And this was still in the BCS era, albeit. But there were, there were, there were questions about whether or not Florida State would be a good uh, competitor for the national championship because of the conference they play in, because of the because of the weak schedule that they were playing. Even the year after they won in the 2014 season, 2014-2015 season, uh, 
They were undefeated. Jameis last year there, they were undefeated, but we were barely beating teams. And the committee almost didn't want to put us in there. We were the, we were the defending national champions. We were undefeated, and we were still ranked third in the college football playoffs. Where they do that at? And that's what UCF is going to have to, to, to get around. They're going to have to start scheduling tough opponents because if they don't do that, they will never get the, um, the respect of the committee. Because you're playing in the American Athletic Conference. That's not a conference known to be playing good football. So you're gonna have your out of conference schedule is gonna have to be tough. You're gonna have to include, you know, SEC, ACC, Pac-10, or Pac-12, I should say, Big Ten or Big 12 teams. Or else you're probably not gonna, you, you know, you're not gonna get that attention. Now they do have a good quarterback, uh UCF is. Uh he finished eighth in the Heisman voting last year. Um, so I mean, they have that there. Uh, they did beat Auburn last year in the, you know, to end the season, which was the only team that beat Alabama. So, you know, for me, I think they're going to have to to play some teams that's good. And they do have an ACC opponent on their schedule, which is North Carolina. But they're going to play them within the first couple weeks, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say the second week or the third week of the season. And if you have been following this show, then you will know the players from North Carolina 13 players got suspended for selling their team issue gear. Now, they're not all suspended at the same time because a lot of those players play the same position. So, you know, the university acts, could they stagger the um, the suspensions so they're not missing everybody at one time? But you're still mixing players. And among one of those players is their starting quarterback, you know, who's going to be missing. So this year, they're going to have to run the table. Uh, they're going to have to beat guys by 20 to 30 points or else the committee is not going to recognize what they do. Uh, moving right along, man. Uh, listen, I'm already getting excited. I got a smile on my face. College football is going to be back tonight. Uh, just for argue, not for argument's sake, just to mention sake, cause I'm out here in El Paso right now. Uh, Las Cruces is like 30 minutes away from me. New Mexico state also played, uh, tonight. Um, they lost their first game last week. So, Maybe these guys can bounce back. Uh, I highly doubt it. Me knowing NMSU like I know NMSU, uh, they're probably not going to win. But uh, for all my El Paso wins out there or Cruces people out there, you know, in the surrounding area, Anthony and all that, NMSU also plays tonight. Uh, moving right along, man, which is one of the big games that we got coming up uh um, on the on the uh, uh, on the schedule, they play on Saturday. Uh, number six Washington, number nine Auburn. Now, ESPN Power Index got Washington as a fifty-one percent favorite, which is not much, you know. Obviously, Auburn is forty-nine. Now, I'm I I I I was thinking about this all day yesterday as I was taking my notes. Uh, which way I could go with this? Um. Do I go Auburn, who is the SEC, the SEC team, who who beat Alabama last year, who had enough to beat Alabama last year, or do I go with Washington, who we thought was really good last year and the year before, but got demolished? They always stumble. You know, you can always count on a Pac-12 team to stumble right when you need them to win the most. Uh, so I had a hard time uh, picking this game here. Both of these teams are fighting for a spot in the college football playoffs. I mean, Washington is six, Auburn is nine. All you need is a little hope to, to you know, somebody lose here, you know, then you get in, especially Auburn. If Auburn wins out, 
you know, with the schedule that they have, if Auburn wins out, Auburn is is gonna is gonna get a chance to play in the national in the college football playoffs. Not to mention, if Auburn Auburn probably doesn't even have to win out. If they win out, and let's say Alabama is undefeated, and they get to that last game and they lose to Alabama, I think they still get in. You know, um, you know, and the chips still gonna have to probably fall their way, and a late loss is probably not gonna help much. But if they undefeated, if they undefeated. By the time they face Alabama, and it's a close loss, you know, not a loss where where they really got blowed out, you know, somewhere where they was close. Then I think Auburn has a good chance of making it into the college football playoffs. Now, all of that stuff is to be, you know, determined. We still got to play the games, you know, uh, but I look at Auburn's schedule, you know, they play number six, Washington, obviously, um, Tomorrow night, they they have LSU on their schedule. Uh, LSU's ranked number twenty five right now. We see we're gonna get into that game later because uh, Auburn is gonna play. I mean, um, LSU is gonna play Miami, so uh, we'll see how how um, how important that game is. You know, they still have to play Texas A and M, and Jimbo Fisher, I believe, is gonna have those boys ready. Um, they still have to play Georgia and they still have to play Alabama. So with this schedule, excuse me, I don't know why I'm burping so much. Um, with this schedule that they have to play, uh, it could be, it could be really, really important if they only one loss in and that only in that one loss is to Alabama. But back to this game, uh, Washington, they, they, they got Chris Peterson and Chris Peterson. If you know anything about college football, He's one of the premier coaches in all of college football. Um, they still have Jake Browning at quarterback, which is one of the most uh, Washington that is. Uh, you know, they still have Jake Browning, uh, he, one of the most experienced quarterbacks that's left in college football. He's been through the fire. He's he's been he's done this. Washington still uh, they got eight starters returning on offense, which now that experience kicks in now. You know, they're a little they're a little inexperienced at, at wide receiver. Uh they're running back three straight one thousand yard seasons. That can also help. You know, uh but Auburn D last year only only gave up eighteen point three points per game last year. That's pretty good in college football. Um, you know, they was three point six against the rush. So Washington is gonna have their hands cut out for them. Uh if I had to pick this game right here, uh just off week one, just off basic knowledge, uh I'm going to go Washington here. I think Washington wins this game. Uh, it is at a neutral site in Atlanta. Auburn hasn't really played well in Atlanta. Uh, they struggled their last couple times in Atlanta. So uh, I think that's going to continue over this week. I'm, and I'm also not a, a, a strong uh, believer in their quarterback. I'm not a believer in most quarterbacks in the SEC. Why? Because the SEC is not built for throwing the football. You know, so um, I, I'm gonna go Washington on this. I think it's gonna be a high scoring affair, somewhere probably like around 35, 26, maybe. Uh, but I do think that we're gonna have a high scoring game in that one. Um, I think I think Washington win. They keep their playoff hopes alive. You know, uh, not to say they won't falter later on in the season, but I think as of right now, I think they win week one. Uh, 
also most most of the time unless it's Alabama I'm probably going to pick another team that has a high high octane offense cuz if we know anything about college football is we know the SEC is not built to stop people throwing the ball all over the field. Alabama has had trouble with that. Two years in a row to Clemson, which I thought Clemson probably could have won that first national championship game against Alabama. Alabama has some has some breaks, the breaks that you need in football, good special teams play uh, where they ran it back. Um, they also had, you know, O.J. Howard had a couple slip screens, tight end screens that went for big yardage that normally don't happen. Uh, but I thought Clemson was right there in both of those uh, times they played Alabama. They won one, lost one. Uh, you go back to the Johnny Manziel days. Uh, anytime you got a quarterback that can run and throw the ball, they always give Alabama fits or any team in the SEC fits because they're not built to stop that. The DBs in the backfield and the defensive backfield are not that inclined to to stop the pass. Now, that's not to say that they don't have few a few guys that can ma- that can actually make plays. That that'd be stupid to say. But as as a whole, when you're playing against the SEC. The formula is to have a quarterback that can throw the ball. Look what happened this year in the national championship against Jake Fromm in Georgia. And he wasn't really a polished passer, but he's a good he's a good thrower of football, and he gave Alabama fits. You know, uh, you know, couple lucky breaks for Alabama this year. They got an offsides call uh, on Georgia off of a block punt that should have that should have not have been called offsides because he wasn't offsides. Alabama players jump. Uh, the touchdown in the end zone at the end of the game, his foot was out of bounds uh, for Alabama. Uh, that was called a touchdown. So teams that can throw the football, teams, now that's going to hurt Washington a little bit because they have inexperienced wide receiver, but they are known in Chris Peterson offense to sling the rock. That's what they do. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, with uh, Washington in this game right here. Uh, it's week one. So please forgive me if I, if I'm, if I'm, nobody has really had a, good sample size of of who's good yet, you know. But I believe Washington pulls this out. Moving along to our next game, um, which is going to happen also on Saturday, 5.30 Mountain Standard Time, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on NBC. Uh, Notre Dame against Michigan, number 12 Notre Dame, number 14 Michigan. Uh, this is the first meeting that they had since 2014. Uh, Notre Dame was crushing Michigan in the Brady Hoke years. Uh, so they asked for a release out of the contract that they had with Michigan that they were supposed to play every every year uh, through 2031. Uh, but they asked for a release because Michigan wasn't good and it wasn't helping their schedule. It wasn't helping their strength of schedule out. So they asked for a release. Uh, they were granted that release. After Jim Harbaugh got hired, the talks started heating up again between Notre Dame and Michigan. Uh, they renewed the rival. They renewed the rivalry. Now they're going to play this year and next year. Um, I believe uh, Michigan is going to go to Notre Dame. And then Notre Dame is going to go to Michigan. And then I'm pretty sure it's going to be a lot more games to come because of this rivalry. Michigan-Notre Dame has always been a a, a pretty good rivalry. Um, This one is kind of tough for me because I haven't really heard much from Notre Dame, nor have I heard much from uh from Michigan um you know so now it goes the battle of Kelly or Harborough who do you take Michigan is returning 10 starters on defense they were 13th in the nation last year in scoring 
Notre Dame returned in nine, but they were 31st in the nation. Uh, um, Michigan, uh, Shea Patterson, the transfer from Ole Miss, the quarterback, uh, he's going to be the starter for Michigan. Uh, and this game, man, and Winbush, Brandon Winbush is going to be the starter for Notre Dame. Completed 49% of his passes last year. Not really great. Uh, 16 touchdowns, six interceptions. He's more of a running threat. Um, I think Jim Harbaugh defense is going to be ready for that. I think Jim Harbaugh uh, and the Michigan Wolverines win this game. Although Michigan is uh, one of uh, Notre Dame is a one point favorite. That's give or take, and probably only because they got the points because they were playing at home. I think Notre Dame is not for real. I think that they are going to be a tad bit overrated to start the season because they are Notre Dame. I think Michigan wins this. Uh, I think Michigan probably wins this game. If I had to put a number on it, um, I would say 24-20 Michigan. Uh, 24-20 Michigan. Just because I'm I'm not a believer in in Notre Dame. Uh, I'm not all that sold on Michigan, but I'm sold on Jim Harbaugh. I think Jim Harbaugh is one of the elite coaches that we have in this game. One of the few coaches that's been able to do it on the collegiate level and on the NFL level uh, with San Francisco, I think that that uh, the Harbaugh, Harbaugh effect will be in, in effect. Uh, I think he'll be able to outcoach Kelly. I think his quarterback, Shea Patterson, will be able to outplay Wimbush. I think Michigan has the better defense here. So uh, I'm going to go Michigan on this game to beat um, Notre Dame 24-20. Uh Moving right along, uh, I kind of talked about this game right here on RTL Sports Live on Tuesday morning. Uh, Louisville versus Alabama, right, uh, on, a- on ABC on Saturday, 6 o'clock. It's going to be at a neutral site in Orlando at Camping World Stadium down in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Alabama is a 24-and-a-half point favorite, and I think they probably should be a bigger favorite, honestly. Uh, they've won 73 straight games against non-ranked opponents 73 straight games now it doesn't matter who you're playing you could be playing you know ITT Tech it's still hard to win 73 straight games no matter who you are you still have to go out there and play the game anything can go wrong in football you know a fumble can go your way a missed call by the referee you know an interception you know kick return punt return there's so many ways in football that the game can be impacted, you know. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe one of your players was sick the morning of, you know, or not feeling well. Got bad news from his girlfriend. Anything can affect your temperament when you're playing the game. Uh, so to so to be able to win seventy three straight times against non ranked opponents, that's 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 remarkable. And I'm not even an Alabama fan, uh, but that's that's pretty remarkable there. Um, Nick, it's Nick Saban, man. Uh, he hasn't chose a starting quarterback. Uh, I thought he got a little chippy with the with the um, with the uh, reporters when they when they asked about it. Uh, it's like that that they're not supposed to ask about who's going to be the starting quarterback, and that's 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 Nick Saban for you, man. He he has that Bill Belichick when he don't like something, he tried to talk to you. Uh, he tried to talk to you crazy, but people give him a pass because he's Nick Saban. Nobody says, oh, Nick Saban is being a jerk, right? But let that be, you know, a quarterback or a coach that don't have the stature of Nick Saban 
and watch what they say about him. They'll drag his name through the mud. You know, the saying about Urban Meyer, you know, he didn't get fired uh, over all of this stuff that happened, even though he he blatantly lied. They didn't fire him because he could still win games. And that's the only thing that they care about. As long as you win in games, it doesn't matter what you do in your personal life. It doesn't matter what you say to the media. Guess what? When you're winning, everything is good. Winning heals all. Winning heals all. The moment Nick Saban started losing, people are not going to take that from him. They're not going to take that from him. So he hasn't named a starter. Um, If I had a guess who's probably going to be the starter, uh, I would probably say Tua Tagovailoa or however you say his name. I know I'm, forgive me, I know I'm messing up your name. I think he's going to go with him over Jalen Hurts. Although Jalen Hurts is 26-2 and two as a starter, uh, he's not a polished passer. I have been saying that since his freshman year. People say I'm hating on him. Same thing they said about Lamar Jackson. Uh, same, I mean, same thing I said about Lamar Jackson. And people told me I was hating. He's not a great passer. When you complete, when you can't at least complete half of, of the passes that, that, that you're uh, throwing, how can I say that you're a good passer? Jalen Hurst is a great athlete. He's a great athlete. He's a great runner. That's what he does best. The passes that he do throw are set up off of his running ability because they're loading the box to stop the running ability. And now you're giving DBs on the island to have to play man-to-man coverage every single play. And you're going to get beat every now and then. You're not going to be able to cover uh, people every single play where you're not going to have any catches. People caught passes on Dion, right? Not many, but people did catch passes on them. It's going to happen. So I think Jalen Hurts actually... Uh, sets their offense back because he cannot pass the ball. I think uh, for Alabama, the freshman, well, he's not a freshman this upcoming year, Tua, I think he gives them the best opportunity. Now, I don't think he's better than Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is, well, I'll take that back because I just say he gives them a better opportunity. I think he helps their offense better. I think if you want to win, I think Jalen Hurts gives you the best opportunity to win. Because he's a gamer. He's a player. You know, he's an athlete. He's a winner. 26-2 and two as a starter, you don't get that being a loser. You know, now I do think that he gets carried by his running game and his defense because Nick Saban is always going to have top three running game in the, in, the, in, the, in the NCAA, top three defense in the, in, the, in the NCAA. So I think that also helps. He gets the Russell Wilson effect. Back when, Russell, when the Seahawks was going to Super Bowls and winning Super Bowls, it was because... They had the best defense. They had the number one scoring defense. They had the number one rush defense. They had the number one pass defense. They had the number one defense as far as turnovers. They had the the, the best running game. So when you have that, all you need is a quarterback that just is not going to mess everything up. Somebody that's decent. You know, Trent Diffler did win a Super Bowl, you know, with the with the Ravens. Nobody's saying Trent, uh, Trent Diffler is supposed to be in the Hall of Fame. No, because it's about the surrounding cast that was put around him because of that defense is good because the running game was good. The defense was outstanding back in 2000. Nobody, nobody said that was Trent Differ. They just say he didn't mess up the game. So I think that's what Hurts is. He's a guy who's not going to mess up the game for you, but he's not a polished passer. So I think Tua Tagovailoa, I think he's the guy that I think Nick Saban is going to go with. That's not for sure. Um, but I think he's the guy that that's going to go with, unless he's going to just be loyal to Jalen Hurts and throw Jalen Hurts back in there and give Jalen Hurts a short leash or 
you know, time to hang himself, so to speak, um, figuratively. Uh, and then he throw him in there so he could say, well, I gave him a chance because he has won so many big games for Alabama. Uh, let's see how it works post post Lamar Jackson for Louisville. Uh, they got, you know, their new starting quarterback, Jawan Pass. Let's see how he does. I, I think this is going to be a blowout. Uh, I think Alabama wins big somewhere in between, I'll say, 49 to 17 Alabama. Uh, I think they're going to put up that many points, maybe more, uh, on this uh, Louisville uh, defense. And I don't think this offense is going to be able to score much on the Nick Saban defense. That's 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 been Nick Saban calling card. We're going to play tough defense, and we're going to run the football, and we're going to play really good, really, 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 really good special teams. And, we're, and our quarterback is just not going to lose the game for us. Uh, so I think that's how that works. Moving right along, man, to uh, another game that's going to happen on Sunday. Uh, on ABC in Texas, in Arlington, Texas. Uh, that's the number eight Miami Hurricanes against the number twenty-five LSU uh, Tigers. Uh, Miami is a three and a half point favorite. Uh, I give him that. I give them that three and a half point favorite. I do think Miami will win this game. Uh, LSU or Duran. I don't think these guys are ready. They got a whole new system. They got a new new quarterback. The defense is going to be um revamped. Uh. First time quarterback. That's really what's gonna what's gonna be their downfall. Because uh if you watch Miami last year, Miami Miami played really, really good defense. Uh which is the reason why they introduced the turnover chain. You know, you've seen the turnover chain more and more every single week because that makes players wanna 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 fight for something. Oh man, I get to wear, you know, a Cuban link, a real Cuban link, iced out with the U on it. Mark Rick has really brought the swag back uh, to the Miami Hurricanes, a swag that 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 was missing uh, in years prior. Uh, they were on a seven-game losing streak to the Seminoles. To my Seminoles, uh, they they uh, they broke that streak last year with a last-second touchdown to uh, to, uh, to to beat Florida State. They ended the season, you know, after they beat uh, Notre Dame. After they crushed Notre Dame, they lost their next three games. Pittsburgh lost, Clemson lost, uh, and then they lost in the um in in, in 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 the postseason. You this this is this is put up or shut up time for Miami. You want to show people that you're real. You want to show people that that number eight seed in the country is not a fake. Now you got to go out and dominate an SEC team, which I think that they are capable of doing. I think that this game is going to be close. But I think it's not going to be close. It's going to be close in terms of score-wise. But I don't think, if you watch the game, I don't think it's going to be as close as it may seem. Um, I'm not a big fan of Rozier. I am not a fan of Rozier at all. I do not think he's that good of a quarterback. He's put into the uh, Jalen Hurts situation uh, with me. He had a good running game in Travis Homer and that stable of backs that they had last year. And then their defense was outstanding. Those DBs are outstanding. Led by Mike Jackson, I think these guys are going to be, I think their defense is for real. And I think that's what helps Rozier out a lot, you know, because he don't have to do as much. When, when you know that you can hand the ball to your running back and he can get you eight yards per carry, you know, it, that, that takes a lot of pressure off your, off your quarterback, where your quarterback don't have to make decisions 
uh, all the time. So I think having a good running game has helped Rozier be a better quarterback. And they, and they got a lot of these fans thinking that, 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 that they can compete. But I do think that they'll be able to beat uh, LSU because uh, I, I don't think LSU is that for real. I think they're young right now. I think they only got that ranking because of last year and that day in the SEC. A lot of SEC teams get the benefit of the doubt just off their name, even though they're not all that good. So I think Miami wins this game. I think this is probably going to be a 27-17 type game um, from 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 Miami. Uh, Miami wins at 27-17. Plus, I'm an ACC guy at heart. Uh, and I want to see the ACC be better than the SEC because I don't think the SEC is as good as people say they are. I think the SEC gets a lot of their height from Alabama. Al- if Alabama was not in that conference, say Alabama was in the Pac-12, then we'll be saying the Pac-12 is the best is the best conference in football. You know, when you got Nick Saban winning five national titles out of ten years, basically he's winning one every other year. Yeah, you're gonna say the SEC is that good, but. They're getting their rep from Alabama. I don't think the SEC as a whole is that good because I think if you put any of the top teams from any of the conference against each other, they can win, you know, and the bottom feeders are the bottom feeders. That's how it works, you know. So uh, I think I think Miami wins this game 27-17 to 17, uh, at, at the neutral site. I think they, they keep their playoff, uh, their college football playoff hopes alive in this one. Uh and I think that's what's going to happen. Moving right along, Virginia Tech number 20 versus uh, FSU number 19 on Monday night um, at 6. Uh, Florida State is a 7, seven, seven point uh, favorite in this game. And they're playing at home. They're probably getting a lot of the points because they're playing at home. I have a lot of questions about this Florida State team. Being that I am a Florida State fan, I am critical of my Seminoles. If anybody know me, I am critical I am critical of my Seminoles. Um, uh, we we have a whole new coaching staff. Obviously, Jimbo Fisher left. He had one foot out the door uh, halfway through the season last year. He didn't really care what, what went on. He led recruits alone. Recruits didn't even know uh, should, they, should they commit, should they not commit. Jimbo Fisher wasn't saying anything. As soon as he got, got that money, he went out the door. Now, I can't blame a guy. I said when it first came out, listen, they gave me 75 mil. Uh, I wouldn't have told nobody I was leaving either. Hell, I would have been on the first plane out of Tallahassee. Oh, you're going to pay me 75 mil? The coach? Okay, no problem. I'm out of here. You know, uh, so, you know, I, hey, I would have been gone too for 75 mil. And they're going to do what they what I want them to do. Apparently, Jimbo Fisher wanted FSU to uh, upgrade a lot of the facilities they didn't want to do that uh, from search some reports. Uh, and Texas A&M did that. You know, Texas A&M, they gave him that, that new facility. They gave him, you know, all of that other, that, that new stuff that he wanted on top of a $75 million contract. So Jimbo Fisher's gone. That whole staff is gone. The only person that we kept from Jimbo Fisher's staff was Odell Hagens, um, which I think that was a, a pretty good keep because I think Odell is one of the 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 real Seminoles, I think, you know, he he is a good coach. Look how many defense alignments he put in the NFL year after year after year after year. Uh first round pick, first round pick, you know. So I, I think um I think keeping Odell Hagens was a really good get. Um Willie Taggart, 
I'm I'm excited, but I'm nervous because I don't know what to expect from him. He didn't do that good at Western Kentucky or UCF, or USF, wherever he was at, and he didn't do that good at Oregon. So coming into Florida State, we have we have high expectations down there in Tallahassee. As a Seminole, you expected to compete. Bobby Bowden raised that bar for us, just like Alabama. When you're the head coach of Alabama, you're expected to win. When you're the head coach of Miami, you're expected to win. When you're the head coach of Florida and USC and all these top programs, Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, you are expected to win. There's no difference down there in Tallahassee. So my thing is, what does he bring, you know, where we can win? You know, he said lethal simplicity. I think we're going to be running the West Coast offense, which kind of fits what FSU do, utilizing the speed of everybody. Now, Francois was named the quarterback on Monday, the starting quarterback over James Blackman and uh, and uh, Hoffman and Hawkman. Sorry, um, I kind of expected that. If he's anything close to what he was back in 2016, I think we're going to be in pretty good hands. Uh, you know, where he led, you know, Florida State uh, over Michigan and the New Year's uh, the New Year's Six Bowl, uh, the Orange Bowl. So I think if he's anything close to that, I think we can be all right. We are at we are at Dope Campbell Stadium now. We ain't taking no pri- listen, man. His first game of the season on Monday night, prime time, no other game is on TV against a conference opponent at Dope Campbell Stadium. Taggart, I want to see something. I want to see something. I want to see this offense. We still have Cam Akers, which was one of the best freshman running backs in the country last year, over a thousand yards. Jimbo Fisher didn't let him play as much as he should. I thought he should. I had been saying all year he should have been starting over Jacquez Patrick. I, I, I like Patrick. He's a nice power back. He's not a starter. He's not dynamic. You know, he doesn't catch the ball really well out the backfield. He's a big guy. I think Akers provide a lot of different wrinkles that Jacquez Patrick do not get. Maybe we see a lot of uh, laboring this year. Um, you know, that, that defense is going to be... Uh, that defense is going to be Stanford Sanders, uh, the third, a uh, junior, uh, white. I think we're going to be good. Brian Burns, which was one of the best, uh, in uh, edge rushers in all of the country, not just the ACC in all of the country last year and Brian Burns. So we're going to see, man, um, wide receiver. We, we still have Nooney Murray. I'm holding on to that. We have a lot of guys unheard of. I'm not going to throw, throw their name out here because that's more, Seminole to Seminole talk. You guys don't want to hear about guys who I think is going to be good. We're talking about guys that actually produce, you know, uh, who actually did something on the field last year. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see, man, uh, how this is going to go. Um, like I said, Francois is back. Let's see how, how his knee is, you know. He, he suffered a knee injury. Uh, he tore his patella tendon last year in the first game of the season against Alabama. He missed all of all. Uh, he missed all of the rest of the season. Uh, you know, people look at our record last year. We were seven and six. People look at that record and and, and they and they think that um, they think that we're we're not as good or we lost it. We were playing with a true freshman quarterback who really shouldn't even been in the game because I thought Hawkman would have been the starter last year, who's a better polished passer than James Blackman. James Blackman couldn't hit the ocean if he fell out of the boat last year. He was missing guys right in front of him. Uh, last year, he was not a good polished passer. He was not understanding of Jimbo's offense. Uh, but Hawkman got hurt last year as well, so we had to go with James Blackman. And a lot of those games, we were in there. Even even against Miami, I, we only lost by four points on the last second touchdown. Uh, 
you know, we lost a lot of close games last year where I think we didn't have the experience at quarterback, and that's what hurt us. Jimbo Fisher couldn't even trust Blackman to throw the ball, you know, on third and long or fourth and short. We had to, or fourth and medium, we had to run the ball because there was no faith in the quarterback. Uh, so I think that that definitely changed. Uh, that definitely changes this year. Um, you know, with uh, Francois being back. So we'll see on Monday night. Listen, man, football season is officially back. I cannot wait. Um, I cannot wait until tonight so we can start watching this football. Starting Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. College football is back. You guys make sure to tune in uh, next week and all through football season. We're going to be on every single day. I promise you. Monday through Friday and on some Saturdays when I have special guests. Uh, you know, when NFL season come, we we may throw in a Sunday show every now and then to uh to to uh to do some picks or maybe even do some fantasy football start and sit them um we're gonna do a lot of creative things uh during football season it's not gonna be like the all season where 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 all the sports was was really dead because then right after football season guess what we got college basketball and nba season so listen these next six seven months is gonna be nothing but jam-packed unpopular opinion so make sure you guys get ready. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram and Twitter at GrandHefe, G-R-A-N-X-J-E-F-E. Make sure you follow the Unpopular Opinion Podcast on Twitter at Unpopular2018. That's Unpopular2018. Um, make sure you, you, you stay tuned in next week, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, 7.45 Mountain Standard Time. That's a.m., uh, 9.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the RTF Sports Podcast. Um, And I will see you guys. Thank you guys for everything.